You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. So there was a couple that was married for about 25 years. They were having dinner, and the wife looked at the husband and said, Look, when one of us dies, the other should send a message that they made it to heaven, that everything is okay. This will help comfort us when we're mourning. The husband replied, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't believe in that stuff, heaven, hell, but sure, if I die first, I'll send you some type of message. So fast forward 30 years and the husband passes away. The wife is returning home after the funeral and she sees a strange email. The email is from her dearly departed husband. And the text of the message said, Hey, sweetie, wanted to let you know I made it. Trip was pretty uneventful. Can't wait to see you. She was in, she was in awe. She was so happy. Well, then her jaw dropped. She saw the PS. PS, I haven't met the big guy yet, and it's pretty hot here. Today's gospel presents the Beatitudes, but I want to focus just on one. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. That always seemed to me to be a strange blessing. When I hear this, I sometimes think of people at a funeral home crying at the death of a loved one. Is Jesus saying that we are blessed because they are in grief? That doesn't sound right. God isn't happy when we have pain. Perhaps we're being encouraged to share in the grief of others, not to let people be alone during their their grief and their pain. Certainly God blesses people who lead the comfort of their lives to expose themselves to other people's pain. But this beatitude goes a lot deeper than that. Later in Matthew's gospel, we're going to hear what we hear quite often every year when Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often I have desired to gather your children and you were not willing. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because the center of God's chosen people refused to recognize the presence of the Messiah. He wept over Jerusalem because the people there were more concerned with their possessions than the fact that God was in front of them. He wept over Jerusalem because the people thought they were self-sufficient. They didn't need God. He wept over Jerusalem because he could see the destruction their own actions were bringing on themselves. This is the reason why the church has an active role in encouraging morality in our nation. When we see and recognize that a particular public policy is immoral, we weep over the destruction the actions bring upon our country. So many people, both within and outside of the church, they'll ask, why does a church make a statement which has to do with the laws of our country? There's an easy answer. 
The church does that because we love our country and we weep over our country, what our country is doing to itself. Some will go on to say, what about church and state? We hear that all the time, separation of church and state. I'm sure many of you have been faced with that question. The separation of church and state was put into the Constitution to protect religion from interference by the government. There would be no one religion by the state, nor would certain, certain faiths be excluded because they had not been recognized by the Constitution. The government would not pick leaders of various institutions of religion, nor would the government force or prevent citizens from attending church service. Without demanding adherence to a particular religion, the Founding Fathers recognized the need for God's guidance of our country. They put in God we trust on the money. Every session of Congress begins with a prayer. The separation of church and state has nothing to do with our need to ask God for guidance in our nation. When the church makes a statement on topics such as poverty or justice or labor practices, or when the church speaks out on abortion, infanticide, capital punishment, or euthanasia, the intent of the church is to direct the country in ways of morality. So what's our role? We can't be Pollyannas, blindly optimistic, and refuse to see the evil among us, to refuse to do anything about that evil among us. We weep at the self-destruction of our country. Therefore, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Each and every one of us here has one life, not two lives. We are Christian Catholic citizens. We are not Catholic inside these walls of the church and citizens outside of the wall. There's no separation. For our whole lives, we hear, we've heard the church saying that what takes place in here on Sunday must reflect in our daily lives. If we're going to speak to each other every week about the love of God here in church, we need, be, we need to be living the love of God and the way we treat other people during the week outside of these walls. The problem is that some people act as though they are two different people, saying one thing in church and acting completely opposite in public. I'm sure everyone here has heard someone say, especially our elected officials, I am opposed to this personally, but would not publicly oppose it. There's a simple translation of that. What they're really saying is I do not have the courage to stand up for my convictions. When Jesus preached the Beatitudes, he was sending a radical message. Many of those listening had never heard this type of message before. It was very much counter to the culture of the day. We too are called to be counter to our culture. Our mourning does not have to be passive. We mourn by feeding the hungry, and we are comforted. 
We mourn by helping those in need, and we are comforted. We mourn by supporting all life, and we are comforted. We mourn by living our faith outside of these walls, and each and every one of us is comforted. We mourn by being compassionate and loving, and we are comforted. So today, we are reminded that we, we are called to live a life of faith, both inside these church walls and outside. We are reminded that it's okay to be counter to our culture. We are reminded that the Beatitudes aren't just mere words, but a call for us to act. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because he could see the destruction, the actions of the people were bringing to themselves. That's why he gave them to us, so that same destruction doesn't occur. He gave us the Beatitudes to help us to not have that same fate. We in the church weep for our country over those areas that are leading the country to moral decay. Therefore, we speak out. We must speak out. We are called to speak out. Blessed are we who mourn, for we shall be comforted.